Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello, to Wanda another episode. Hey, Wadam fam. Welcome to another episode of We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Paige Whelan, with my co-host, Matthew. Pleasure to be here, like always, y'all. Yes. So, tonight we have a very special sponsor. It is called Star Coffee in Round, Round Star Rock, coffee. Texas. What's up? Their mission is to serve their customers with the finest coffee beans, beverages, and wonderfully diverse menu with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with baked goods to satisfy every craving at any time of the day. They also have a full-service catering menu and kitchen that provides a great experience for meetings and parties of any size. And you guys, let me tell you, if you could smell this place, you would stay here forever and forget the name Starbucks Coffee. I tell you what. What's Starbucks? So, cheers. Salute. Thank you again, Star Coffee in Round Rock, Texas, for sponsoring us tonight. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. All right. Tonight, we are going to be talking about mental health, opening up the conversation, and having live interviews tonight at this coffee house. So, stay tuned. And are you yeah. excited, Matthew? Oh, I'm super freaking excited. I, we're going to get to it. Thanks, guys. Me so, we just had people. a weird interruption. I know, right? Because hey, we forgot up, what we everybody? were doing today. But you know what? That happens sometimes when you're doing, filming a live podcast. Live podcast in a coffee shop. We love this place. So, let's talk about the questions that we decided to write down to ask people. I think we should, actually. I think some of them are really good yeah. questions. I think everyone should maybe We're think about it. We're filming a podcast. Would you like to be on it? Maybe. Nope. <laughs> All right. So, the first one. Age. Hey. Someone looks. Maybe they want to talk to me. <laughs> All right. So, you came up with this one. How has MI affected you or people close to you? Oh, yeah, man. That's a great question. I think that's the first place where a lot of people start if they've never been diagnosed. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's the majority of people, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I've been diagnosed at a really young age. You were diagnosed at the teenage years. Yeah. You know, like... Around 18, you know, but I didn't start to actually take care of myself until I was about 23. Yeah. You know, and for me, it was it was really different because you know I got diagnosed in second grade. Yeah. So I mean, oh, like, I forgot that you were that young. Yeah, I was really young. Like I was, it was awesome in a lot of ways and negative too. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, like my first diagnosis, I should say, I was in second grade. You had more than one diagnosis. I have about eight. So you have about comorbid diagnoses. Yeah. That. Which that's what comorb- comorbid diagnoses are? Um, compounded diagnoses. Yeah. So, um, of course, bipolar one, generalized anxiety, PTSD, and on your end, I have six different learning disabilities, um, and I have. Made, I thought there was only one. That's dyslexia. That's usually an umbrella term for most of them. I have a pro- I have multi- I have a few processing disorders, um, and then I also have with the uh, real quick before you go. What is a processing disorder? I go through things a little differently than other people, like. Um, yeah. Sometimes my mind's slower. Right. I know whenever we talk or have a conversation, because obviously we're in a relationship, and sometimes I say things to you, and I feel like you're not listening, but Takes it's not me a that while. you're not listening. It's that you have to process things a little yep. bit slower. So yep. what else? Like, um, So I, I am in that classic term, dyslexic. I see things backwards. So not things. I see the work, not even words. Or I see letters. So I'm P glad you don't nine. see dead people. Yeah, me too. So I, I, P's and nines, I have a hard time differentiating between the two. B's and D's, to this day, I have to like just do it by memory because I can't remember what I, 
capital being. What does the sign behind us say? It says wanna. <laughs> I mean, I can read. I can read. Oh very my god, well. you've grown so much. <laughs> but I couldn't read till I was about in seventh grade. Right. So I mean, that that does help. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Um, and then later on in life, in my mid-20s, I got diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Um, and I forget what the term was for that one, but, like, just generalized anxiety as well. Yeah. So... Nothing, like... I don't know. Nothing abnormal. Nothing abnormal. <laughs> I kind of like that you brought that up because um, also in an intro... I mean, we talk about this all the time. And you yeah. want to weigh in. I mean, it's about um, neutralizing language, and when you have a mental illness, it's not something that you can't fix. It's like you can exactly. fix a broken well, bone, and you can like mitigate these symptoms. Well, yeah, well, right? you think, yeah, exactly. But you should think like, think about that term, right? So, why was what I got diagnosed with in second grade considered a learning disability, which is still in the DSM, which is still considered mm-hmm. a mental illness, right? But it's not labeled well, let me as let finish up real quick. Oh, go on. So Sorry, I interrupted we, you. Instead of saying mental illness, we call it MI, neutralized language. Um, suicide attempts, we call attempts because sometimes the word suicide will trigger people who do have suicidal ideations. So suicidal attempts, we call attempts. Um, committing suicide, come on, you're not a criminal People who have done this, like, they're not on probation. Give me a freaking break. You know? (laughs) So um, now we're calling it completing suicide. And I think... Or in my words, just completed. Exactly. And I think that this helps a lot of people kind of start to understand that we can get better, right? Absolutely. And not better. We can learn how to live with this in a healthy way and have a healthy baseline. Yeah. So you're saying, I think you're on number three of your diagnoses. Uh, I mean, like, I can't remember them <laughs> Dyslexia, all. Dyslexia, generalized anxiety, sort of depression. Well, there's a, yeah, and that's, I mean, but then the other ones I don't remember because they're all usually labeled under the dyslexia banner. Um, Narcolepsy. Nah. Um, but, you know, the funny it's thing not was, in my you know, like you can almost tie directly my, my therapist and I talked after, I mean, I was in therapy for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked at a great length about like, you know, how these things kind of cascade, right? Like I was always, I was back in, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I was in exclusion, which they don't have today. So I never was in an English class until I was, in high, until I was in junior high. Like I never sat with my peers in multiple classes, anything that had to do with writing. Like I was in a Did separate room. Did you feel like an, like the other? Always. Um, I mean... Yeah. He's got a philosophy degree, everybody. Just a little bit. Watch. But no, like, you see the books in the library. <laughs> it's like existential read. readers of the past Please. quarter decade. Yes, read Orientalism by uh, Edward Syed. It's amazing. For uh, Christmas, I literally bought him a book called Speeches of Note, which goes through how many speeches? I think it's like 100 speeches. And yeah. it, like I know like from 50% the, of them. Like 1500s to today yep. and from Socrates today. <laughs> from Socrates today. Let's get this right. So we've got 300 BC to now. So we have some great stuff. We have FDR. We have Roosevelt. We right. have Socrates. You know, a bunch of my idols. So that book is great. Um, but no, I, I mean, like if you look at how being diagnosed at a young age affected me, a lot of it I had something that other people didn't. So I was really fortunate that my parents pushed me in athletics, and right. so I always had that to feel good about myself with because I was. 
I was blessed. I, I worked hard and I was somewhat talented. Hashtag bliss. Yeah, with sports. So All right, I always somewhat had you were able to get a scholarship yeah, in right. hockey. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good achievement for you, Matthew. It was. I got into college. I didn't I mean like I didn't think that. I mean only twenty five percent of people with dyslexia or associated disabilities get to college mm. or have the ability to get out of high school and go to college. So I think that brings us to the next question. Um, why now are you opening up about speaking about mental health? I mean, you've, you've been the co-host for a while, but I don't think I've actually necessarily asked you that question. This is something that I would like to ask people yeah. around here. I mean, you want to come talk? Yeah, absolutely. I, think we, I mean, I would love that. I mean, I love that people talk about that. For me personally, it just was such a... The past 15... I mean, because let's be real. Like, you don't want your parents to know or some of your friends or some of your colleagues to know that you're doing this podcast nope. even though to me it's and to Donnie shout out Donnie our audio engineer he's making this he's happen. a bad mamma jamma I mean this is my life and you're a part of my life so there's still that stigma attached to it and oh, you yeah. are a part of this oh, I know. and I feel bad well like there's things that i don't need my parents to feel guilty of anymore like part of being diagnosed when i was so young is wait but why do you why do you think that you harbor a guilt i don't about your you just said that you did no my parents my parents my mom my mom is, they harbor the guilt they feel really bad because of my emma so my mom has never forgiven herself and she never will um you know, she blames herself for it all. And so, and though she shouldn't, hence that's why I don't... It's such a weight for her. It is. That she shouldn't have to bear. Yeah, I mean, like... Because it's not her cross, my mom, you know. My mom's family is all NASA engineers, right? All of them. And NASA, NASA. So there are all these bright people, and then I was struggling so hard, and she never understood because my mom's also the same. So that was always something that was always hard for her to understand, and she blamed herself for my struggles. Um, and that's the reason why I don't really talk with them so much about it it's not so right. much that i don't want to it's i don't want them feeling like they're responsible more than yeah they but do. the question that i asked was why are you opening up now because i'm in a place where i can okay i mean i'm in a place now where you know the people who are real close to me know um mm -hmm. almost everyone in my family does you want to try to high five right now yeah, let's do it Oh, we actually that was connected. Probably the first really good high five. Did you get that on video? Oh yeah, we everyone. Did. That was a pretty big yeah. deal. Paige usually misses my hands. We cannot. Not Mostly lying. when he tries to slap me, I'm like dodging. Slap you? Dodge, I've never dodge. tried to slap you. <laughs> no, Don't I'm say kidding. That. I'm really bad at coordination. <laughs> All right, continue. Yes. <laughs> and so now I'm in a place where you know I'm, I'm open about it with almost everyone around me. I have no secrets for the most part. Um, I mean, I don't want to have these conversations necessarily with my mom and dad and some of my family, but that's just because I don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations with them because it doesn't pertain to their lives that much anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, no. I mean, okay, in dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard a lot about it. So if you are trying to sympathize or empathize with someone, it's, eh, it helps if you don't say, I understand you, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything after the but's a lie usually, right? Exactly. And that's where the judgment comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, so your feelings aren't valid as much as whatever. So when you say, what did you say before? I have no idea. All right. So 
say, I, I say have lots the, of shit. I have dyslexia and it's hard. I say, yeah, it might be hard, but you went to college, you did all these things. No, I would challenge that statement and say, yes, you have dyslexia and you went to college and you achieved all of these things. Yep. And not in spite of, but because that is the kind of person you are. Yeah. Well, and that was my original, like my, one of my original majors in college, I think it was my second one, was uh, secondary ed. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to show kids that had my disabilities that anyone, you can do anything if you really work your butt off. Right. Like, it's not necessarily as easy as somebody who doesn't, but like you can put in more hard work and you can accomplish it. Um, I'm part of that. I kind of disagree with that statement a little bit because sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work. You're not going to catch a break. No, that's and that, that's true too. But say, for myself, I went to college. Yeah, I worked hard at it. I, you know, and it's not possible for everybody. But you know, hard work does pay off, and that's I think the difference. Like especially when it comes to MI, you don't get better just by taking. I mean, like pills and all that stuff can help, and all your medication yeah. helps. But there's work involved. There's going to therapy. There's you know checking yourself when you're not in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And you know, realizing like you know after the holidays. I got a little depressed. I always do it for every holiday season. Yeah, and um, can I know, speak on that myself. a little bit? Yeah, please do. So I remember my first time that I spent away from my family for Christmas, and we are the type of family that you don't miss holidays. Like, I've got sisters, got big a lot family. of girls in the family. Like, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, the first time that I spent it away from my family, I got super depressed. I feel like I missed out on a big life event. And this was your first time away from your family during Christmas. This was like my seventh year in a row. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I don't think I've We're seen We're still my... getting to know each other, everybody. No, we, we talked about this, but it's been a while. No, I haven't seen my family on Christmas since... My mom and dad specifically, I haven't seen them on Christmas since yeah. 2010, 2009. So try to kind of put words on it like how you feel like why you think you were depressed I mean I miss my family you know those those things you know when you haven't since I left Chicagoland and my family all dispersed the same year I mean I see my family once a year um, and some years it's harder than it's always hard um, but the holidays are always extremely hard because it's like you know I get we talk for 30 minutes in the morning on Christmas day I mean that's you know, that's my connection with them on that time frame. All right. Hey, y'all. Hello, everybody. Just a reminder, a big thank you to our sponsor tonight, letting us have their coffee house as our We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast yes. venue at Star Coffee in Round Rock, Texas. So good. Their mission is to serve their customers with the finest coffee beans, beverages, and one a wonderfully diverse menu um, with breakfast, lunch, and along with baked goods to satisfy every craving at any time of the day. They also have a full-service catering kitchen for all your needs, and they provide a great experience for meeting and parties of any size. And Matthew, what do you have to say about Star Coffee, Texas? It's pretty awesome. Cheers, everyone. Oh. I have this latte with an extra shot, whole milk, because I don't do coconut. <laughs> what do you have, Matthew? Just a, tall, it's a large coffee with an extra shot. All right. Thanks for sponsoring us again. Yes, Cheers. we love it. Appreciate it. And so, All right. you were saying that. So, next question. Ooh, question time. Okay, this is mine. 
Have you ever talked to anybody about mental health, diagnoses, depression, anxiety, suicide, anything like that? And I said, if you say no, do you think you've ever worried about someone who you might think could be experiencing MI symptoms such as depression or anxiety? My answer is I've talked to a lot of people about these things. So um, I'll be on the show, obviously. And then just in my personal life, like, I would say most everybody I know has been impacted in some way or another by MI. Um, exactly. And that's what we're learning about on this podcast, too. Like, yeah. thank you, everyone at ACC and everywhere else that we have interviewed. Like, you guys have done such a great job for opening up and reducing the stigma and raising mental health awareness. Absolutely. And we are definitely going to keep doing this. We're going to start shouting it out on Facebook. So if you want to come and record with us, you should. If you want to come. All right, Matthew, back to you. Oh, what's my question? Oh, next one. All right. If, has anyone in your family been diagnosed with MI? And if so, how has that affected you and your family? Also, if you've been diagnosed, how has that been received in your family or oh. circle of friends? I so, think we talked about this, but I want to get deeper. Okay, so when I was, so my first diagnosis didn't really affect my family at all. Mm. Um, but later on in life, um, it definitely affected everything. Um, Such as? I was looked at a little differently for a while. Uh, my, my family's a lot older, and they look at mental health, like, mental health as something that's, like, for rich people only. Um, and the I know, the like, rich. mental health services are, like, are rich yeah. people. So when I started thing. seeing a therapist, I was going, uh, for the first three months, I went every week, and then I started going there twice a week, or twice a month for years. Yeah. Um, and they're always kind of looked at it a little weird you know like why are you doing that and uh so you know it's it's affected a few things um i think it more affected i would like to speak to my about my brother-in-law actually i think when his brother got diagnosed it changed their family more so um and we've talked about this at great length because him and his brother are not on speaking terms yeah um because of mi uh, because of Do you mind expanding happened. on that? Because I know the story, but as much yeah. as you're comfortable with yeah, absolutely. explaining. Yeah, so absolutely. My brother-in-law, his brother, um, has a, has multiple diagnoses. Um, I can't remember what they all are right now, so I'm not going to go into that. It's, well, also, it's, my place. it's his. Yeah, it's his bag. It's his yeah. cross the bear. Um, not mine. But anyway, but with that, like, he's never actually seen his nephews, and my nephews are, and his nephews and my nephews are both 13 years old, and he's never once met their other uncle. Um his family still has to support him because he's not able to really do much. Yeah, you know, sometimes people need help. Yep. And, and he needs help, and they're offering that. Exactly. But it's kind of torn the family lucky, apart. very lucky, actually. But it's kind of tearing the family apart because, you know. It's unfortunate. His younger brother, who is my brother-in-law, you know, is a little bit upset. Like, not upset, but the difference in treatment, that bothered him, and that hurt him. And you know what? I understand you know, um, everyone was always going on a limb for his older brother through all the things that were going on and through all of my, my brother-in-law's accolades, which are a lot, he mm. never really was supported as much. And the resentment built up, and you can understand it. It's nothing, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and then also that, you know, and so that diagnosis and what's happened because of it has completely separated the family in the two halves. I mean, I understand that. Um as soon as I How started so? opening up to my family about my MI and like, you know, it took them, I think, until I told them that I was self-harming for them to actually believe 
that this was something that, you know, I needed help for. And that was in sixth grade. And luckily, I mean, it didn't escalate to a place where other people are. And I'm, I'm not saying that my pain was less painful than someone else's. I mean, I've learned in therapy and in DBT and in inpatient and outpatient that pain is pain. Yep. And you shouldn't compare your pain with others because no. that's not going to help you get back to a baseline. No. And also it decreases suffering because suffering is optional. Pain is not. You're going to experience pain as a human being, but if you sit in that pain, then that causes suffering. Yep. Right. What so, did Yoda say there? I don't remember what that full quote is. Which one? Anger leads to pain, pain leads to suffering. I mean, it sounds correct. Ulysses S. Grant said that. <laughs> I almost knocked the I microphone doubt that. I don't think you'll see that grant. Did I mention at Star Coffee, Texas, they put a lot of Java, 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 Java. She can't hold handle her caffeine. Java, Java. <laughs> I need more blood in my coffee stream. All right, next question. Oh, this was a hard one. Ooh, we like these hard ones. All right. Do you have you ever seen a TV show? Or read a book or seen things on social media that address MI in a way that is funny where you have been kind of offended? All the time. Right? All the time. I think this is a great question. Well, remember, uh, I get pissed off all the time about uh, how we are portrayed. I will and yes, say I this, said we. I don't really have to get offended, but I definitely am like, oh. You know, like that. There's an episode of Friends, right? When um, I forget what's her name is, Ross's sister starts dating a dude, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, why is I only had a half a glass of wine? I had a half a glass of wine. How did we drink three bottles? He drank them all. Okay." And they were that making, half glass of wine was a pitcher. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, I don't know. We drank some wine, you know." But anyway, so like I see countless times where it's, especially depending on the generation, yeah, how it was talked about. I think now it's a lot different. Um, with things like uh, 13 Reasons Why, even though I do not like that TV show in any sense of the word. All right, let's want to weigh in on 13 Reasons Why. Uh-oh. So we talked about it a little bit before. I remember reading the book when I was in friggin' 10th grade, I think. And because I knew that I was suffering from depression or some sort of MI or, you know, what have you, I was very offended and I kept reading it because, you know, there is an element of selfishness in how they're portraying attempting or completing suicide. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that some of it was looking from, like, everyone else around you's perspective. And I think that's some of the hardest things to talk about when you think about completing. Um, yeah. It's not so much, I mean, at the time frame, I mean... Get to the point where you're at that place. It's, it is what it is. So we don't need to go right. into that. And but I, like you know, the, the one thing that people don't talk about as much, or it's starting to be talked about, and not like this should be a way into anything. But I think it's important to note is the amount of damage that does those around you. I've lost friends uh, who have completed, um, and it's not. You know, it's it's the, it's the fallout from that with moms, dads, siblings, kids. 
you know, like my one friend, he had kids, you know. Um, yeah. they have to but in 13 Reasons Why, they're playing the, she is playing the blame game. Exactly. Where, I mean, in my DBT, I, in my therapy, my group therapy classes, like people who have attempted, it is not, they are not blaming anything on anyone. And maybe that's just my experience, but it's in their head. It's in their genetic DNA, right? And I wouldn't go that far. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think it's in your genetic DNA to take it that step. I think that is... Okay, other, is genetic DNA the same? Is that, like, redundant? Yeah, well, maybe well either, or, DNA. either way. <laughs> I, I, I think with that, like, I think MI can maybe get you to certain states, but going to that next step is not necessarily the MI itself. It's the way we're interpreting the data that we're receiving. Also, we talked about emotional dysregulation before in the previous episode, um, also, check out our bonus episode on our Please Facebook do. page. It's pretty badass, actually. Yeah. I'm on it, of course. And, um, I mean, one of the symptoms of emotional dysregulation is trying to um, manipulate people's emotions for your own, uh, not well-being, for your own winning. What is that word? Own gain. Yeah, gain. For your own gain. I mean, like it doesn't make sense. That, for also, that line right there also falls into like eight other diagnoses, if not like more in the DSM. So, por ejemplo, kind of like you know, borderline narcissists. Um, but what are those? You always talk about some diagnoses that have to do with some sort of emotional. Uh, I want to say disorder. Well, there's difference. Like there's there's like different access levels. Yeah. Well, you always argue about like what's in the DSM and what should be called whatever. And I know da, 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 da. I get technical because I, I have you lots have of people. A lot of me. thoughts. Yeah, I do. I have lots of random thoughts. They're not always good. Um, That's why we got this podcast. No, it's kind of like so. My major depressive disorder is not an access to being diagnosed with my learning disabilities. That is an access to, which means it's innate. It, nothing I can do about it. It's there. right. It's exactly. Like, it, but then there's a lot of other ones that aren't that are caused by outside influences this and that it could be a time in your life like most everyone's going to experience major depressive disorder at some time or depression at some time in their life but there is a difference between major depressive disorder and going through a period of depression like if you lose a loved one what depression is i think it's eight weeks of you know symptoms sleeping too much not sleeping at yep. all lack of appetite loss in things you Loved. I yep. mean, go find a depression commercial and listen to it because they are those symptoms. And but don't listen too closely. Don't listen too closely, especially whenever they, they get are to the side drug effects. Commercials. You might die, but you might die anyway. Let's get real. We're, We're all, gonna all die going to eventually. So I mean, that's a foregone conclusion. Unless you're Sheldon Cooper, and you're able to upload your mind to a computer at some day. We're all going to go. It's, the, it's a part of life. But what okay I was saying was, what uh -huh. was I saying? I don't know. You talk a lot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Someone's got to keep this fun. Let's get to another question. Let's do it. So this is about the gamers. So we're going to actually um, talk a little bit, not about Celeste, but another gaming situation. Let's do it. I love gaming. Okay. So what is the first game that comes to mind when you think about mm, leveling up but with character development RPGs alright 
So with that, we're going to come back and talk about RPGs after we shout out our sponsor again. It is Star Coffee in Round Rock, Texas. Love you, Star Coffee. So go ahead and come down, have some coffee. Matthew and I are drinking their I'm already finished, actually. I'm holding an empty cup and wishing I had more. We're going to get another one, for real. I mean, please stop going to McCafe and McDonald's because it's not worth it. Come down to Star Coffee in Round Rock. If you're in Round Rock, definitely come down to Star Coffee. It'll be worth your time. Do yourself a favor. Isn't the Drink this. Like, you might spend a few cents more than you would at McDonald's for a large cup of coffee, and it's so much better. So give it a shot. Just talking about that menu is too cool for school. Dude. Oh, too cool. Star- <laughs> Starbucks has a lot of hipsters, and you don't want to catch their cuties. So if you... Actually, want a good cup of coffee? Wait, come Paige, down to Star Coffee and Round Rock. Aren't you a hipster? Yes, <laughs> but I come to Star Coffee and Round Rock instead. All right, we love so it here. back to our regularly planned program. Is it the last question? What do you think? I think so. Yeah. All right, last question. You're talking about RPGs. Yeah, you you said what brings up? I said RPGs. Now, what about it? It's leveling up game. Yeah, what character development, like what do they go through that they want to like meet this challenge? Like we talked about Celeste and how uh, the metaphor was she's climbing a mountain and she's beating her anxiety and depression and facing her other half, which is like the monster inside the depression monster. Oh, there's so, so many. So what games, about that? There's so many games like that within the RPG genre. Like that's the coolest thing about. What it. does RPG stand for? Um, I'm not a gamer. Role playing. Like so, lemurs. No, not lemurs. No, like Dungeons and Dragons. LARP, LARPing. Like LARPing, but like on a video game. Um, so it's going to be like D&D. See, anyway, long story short, I mean, most of the games I play are RPGs, and most of them have character development. And usually you start off with a traumatic event. Um, you went through something, something happened, and now you're trying to do X, Y, or Z. Or you got chosen because you're special for something, but now you have to develop yeah. into it. Um, but it's usually like some other... Not everyone gets it. a trophy, though. No. Thank goodness. I'm against that everyone gets a trophy culture, by the way. Um, you don't need to devolve into that yet. I love it. But, no, so I think it's great, like, like Dragon Age. Like, you can pick different characters. They all kind of have different starting points with different things. Some go through major adversity. Some don't. You can choose to be an outcast, like, in the game, and then you have to overcome adversity to get to where you want to go. So, real quick, if we were going to take it into real life, and you could actually make friends. Well, that's tough. Making friends? Anecdote, And we'll end on this, and then we'll do our Mastery and Self-Soothe. So it's really hard to make friends when you get older. It's so hard. Especially if you move. Matthew moved a lot. So you can check out the story on W-E underscore A-R-E underscore N-O underscore Alamo on Instagram. It's all I could do, people. So check it out. Anyway, Please do. That's actually a really cool thing. Yeah, it is. So We're on our Facebook page. Yeah. As I've grown, I mean, I've had people on the podcast who I met through Intensive Outpatient, and we've become skillful friends, right? So we practice all this DBT therapy with each other to make sure no. that we regulate ourselves with our emotions and we feed off positivity rather than, um, like, anxiety or Ooh. causing our emotions to you know, escalate when they yes. are not really needed to. So went to AT&T to get a phone, finally. What was that like, <laughs> Matthew? Wanted to know? Kind of liked it. Ah, gosh, you didn't get his text. But um, my friend Diana, now she's my friend, 
Um, she was like, you know, if you weren't just getting a phone today, I think we'd be really good friends, IRL. That was hilarious, by the way. And I was like, you know what, Diana, this is awesome. Thank you for saying that. Like, wanna, wanna, wanna. I'm Paige Whalen. When are we going to meet? I'm going to hold you accountable. You're going to hold me accountable. And we went on a friend date with Sheila. Shout out, Sheila. And shout out, Diana. We went for a hike. Shout out, Devin, who also came on the hike. And you know what? You can make friends. Just try to do it in real life, you know? Instead of texting, call them, you know? Get off Tinder or whatever and go meet some really good people because they're really good out there. All right, so yes. mastery self soup. My mastery is to next time come back here if Star Coffee will allow us and re record. And my self soothe is I got new um, essence drops, <laughs> like lavender essential oils, and I'm gonna rub oh that God. all over my body. Matthew, hurt. Mastery Ooh. self soothe. My mastery is I'm gonna beat Celeste this weekend. And Hi. my self soothe is. I'm going to read a new book this week. I'm going to start a new book. Uh, I'm not sure when, but I'm going to start a new book. You're going to read the Speeches of Doubt? I'm going to start a book. And I'm going to read that to you, but I'm going to find a good novel to dive into. I'm really myself excited for, for that because we always say like we should read before we go to bed. I yep. like that. All right, everybody. From Star Coffee in Round Rock. Thank you, thank guys you so again much. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we'll and see you next remember, time. you're not alone because we, we are, are no, no Alamo. Alamo. Have a good night, y'all. Ciao for now.